0: You're listening to The Conversations Podcast, brought to you by Cypress Creek Church. And I guess I'm supposed to say stuff like this because I'm a pastor or whatever, but this is really true in my life, is that when there's a storm, when there's something that I know I can't handle, or that I feel lost or overwhelmed, the only place to go is in to Jesus. Being quiet is the only way that you can actually listen. And if you're actually listening to God and listening to the Spirit and listening to the Word,
1: then you can receive. Welcome to the Conversations Podcast. I'm Taylor. We got a special one off series. We're talking about walking over the storm. Based on an amazing message by Pastor Patrick M. pandy who is unfortunately not able to join us, but I've got two special guests to unpack the message and more. First, we're joined by Worship Pastor Ben Kioski in the house. Ben, thanks for being here.
0: Yes, indeed. I'm glad to be
1: here. And we're joined by Lead Pastor Jose Avaroa. Jose, hey, Taylor and Ben, good to be with you guys. Great to be with both of y'all. I'll give you the first word, Jose, as far as your thoughts on this. I know you spent some time with Patrick as well. Just uh, always fun to have mission partners in person in the house to give give a message. So we'd love to hear your first thoughts, and then we'll jump into some of his key takeaways.
2: Yeah, I loved um, how he brought very, very practical and powerful um, wisdom from this passage, Jesus calming the storm. Um, and then tying that into his experience in Zimbabwe, um, I, I, I told him afterwards that you know I, feel, I I really do feel like we're walking out of a storm culturally and in society. I mean, it, it seems like things are now back to normal. Um, and and he did such a beautiful job talking about how um, you know Jesus meets us right where we are, declaring his uh, what holding on to what Jesus says, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, and then watching. Um, that come to fruition in his timing, and uh, did a beautiful job. We'll talk more about this, I'm sure. But talking about our condition versus who God is and the separation there. So, yeah, I, I loved it. Sad that he's not here. He he, he went on. He's he's a, a an important man in Zimbabwe and an important man here as well. So he's got a lot of he's got a lot of connections and folks. And it was just an honor to to have him. Um, speak to us
1: yesterday. I jotted out a few random notes, but love to get both of y'all's takes going through just this story in Mark 4 about Jesus calming the storm. Uh, any takeaways that popped out to you? I know I've heard the story a lot of different times, but just certain things I enjoyed and appreciated him kind of pulling out for us. So anything off the top of your head for both of y'all that you Yeah, think actually
0: something that he said um, that really stuck out to me, a perspective that I haven't really thought of before. Seems intuitive, but somehow I've missed it all these years. But he said, you know... Uh, we get worried about, essentially, obviously, I'm not saying exactly what Patrick said, but he's talking about we get all worried about everything that's going on, and we see the storms that are happening, and we think, you know, the boat's going to sink. Well, the boat's not going to sink. Jesus is in the boat with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the part of the story. like, yeah. he's right there. He's not going down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so you're with him. You're trusting in him. You know, there might be water in the boat, but Jesus isn't going down. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, mm-hmm. that stuck out to me, that perspective, the understanding that, yeah, he He really is physically, spiritually, and practically with us. And so we don't have to worry about it as much as we do, you know? So...
2: Yeah, when he talked about um, tie, he just said this really, really quickly. He said, "Tie a knot on the rope oh, and hold on. on." Yeah, you know. So if Jesus is is the rope, if Jesus is our lifesaver, um, I, I love that little piece. Uh, immediately, it was almost like a whole download that I got. Like, that's our job is to tie a knot mm-hmm. on the rope so that we can hold on to Him who who is our help in in tough times. Um, and and you know, we can go into what tying the knot looks like, whether it is showing up to church every Sunday so that you can be reminded of God's goodness and, and be surrounded by other people. Um, maybe it's somebody else's faith uh, or experience mm-hmm. that helps you up, or it's a community group, or it's going to PMT on Monday night, or, you know, tying a knot looks so many different ways. But mm-hmm. when he said that, um, I don't know if you guys have experience holding on to rope, but when you tie a knot on a rope, it's a game changer. Yeah. And that's something that you can do if you have the end of the rope nearby. If it's a super long rope, then that, that can be hard. But man, once you tie a knot on that rope, it's a completely different experience mm-hmm. than um, you know, holding on to rope without without mm-hmm. the knots. So, you know, you asked. That's yes. I heard that and thought, Oh, man, that was really, really, really good. A lot of other stuff that he said, yeah. obviously, was really Yeah, uh,
1: one other one, too, just right of the, way, the verse where he he points out that Jesus didn't say, let's try to go to the other side, or let's, you know, like, oh, there's a storm, so we might not make it. Like, Jesus was telling them, like, let's, we're going to go to the other side, and so yeah. I thought that similar vein as far as Jesus is in the boat, so if this is his idea, you know, it's like, I think that that helps, too, because... Um, yeah, I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts on kind of your go-to strategy in storms because I think there may be some listening and I noticed even yesterday too that they feel like they are in the midst of a storm. It may yeah. be um, kind of, you know, Patrick gave the example of COVID as far as it may be a health storm. It could be relational. It could be um, vocational. There's so many storms. I mean, we don't we don't even need to unpack that necessarily, but but what are ways in which y'all just personally navigate because I know you both have navigated storms and continue <laughs> to navigate storms that may um, Seem like they take you down, but continue to, you continue to press forward. And so, what are some of the, I'm just trying to take some of these um, constructs, these kind of concepts, whether we talk about having faith, uh, a lot of this stuff are things that we know in our head, but are hard to apply in our heart. So, what are ways that both of y'all have been able to kind of practically um, just remind yourself and others around you that maybe in the midst of, of a storm?
0: Mm, that's a.
1: Uh, you have thirty seconds. How much
0: okay. time? How much
2: time? Pretty <laughs> <there>? heavy question, <laughs>
0: man. You know, um, there's a lot to be said um, for storms and and how to uh, and, and and how to lean on God in those things. And it sounds so rote and cliche to say. Um, and I guess I'm supposed to say stuff like this because I'm a pastor or whatever. But this is really true in my life is that when there's a storm, when there's something that I know I can't handle or that I feel lost or overwhelmed, the only place to go is in. The mm-hmm. only place to go is in to Jesus. The only place to go is to to the truth of his word. I mean, we can, um, you know, we have lots of ways that we figure out how to live day to day and lots of um, ways that are super good and, and ideas about how to cope with the day-to-day life. But that stuff stops working at mm-hmm. some point, you know, um, and, and, and when that stuff is, is no longer there, that's when it's time to go in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And for me, practically what that looks like is I get quiet and I purposefully try to listen and then purposefully try to receive. Um, being quiet is the only way that you can actually listen. And if you're actually listening to God and listening to the Spirit and listening to the Word, then you can receive. And uh, that's been a reality for me in my life. Um, So I've had some interesting storms in my life, and some of them involved being in hospital beds. And in those times, um, quieting and listening and receiving that... uh, that was that was the lifeline, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, whether you get some crazy download or a new direction or not from God, doesn't really matter. But you'll be refreshed if you go in, mm-hmm. and uh, you'll find the way out because the way out is through, mm-hmm. uh, which is through Jesus, through His way, mm-hmm. through His Word, through His way of living and dealing with the world and people.
2: Mm. Very little that I can say to add on top of that, Ben. I loved um, not only what you said, but I've loved watching you (laughs) live that out. And I think about these disciples on, on the boat Again, Jesus is right there. So he said in many times, God is on, on our side. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that he's on our side and that there's an enemy on the other side. God is on every human being's side. It's a matter of whether we recognize that he calls us friend. Uh, it's a matter of whether we call him Lord and savior or not. But Jesus came to save and rescue and heal and restore and all those things. And it's the world that's broken and upset down, and he wants us to do exactly what Ben said: to be quiet and listen, especially in those storms, um, and, and 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 respond to him and him alone. Yeah. Uh, we have a big problem in in, in this culture. When you're listening to a podcast, uh, that's because you got a some sort of smartphone yeah. uh, or some way of of listening to this. You know. I loved how Patrick talked about having COVID in Zimbabwe and crawling around his house where the police weren't gonna come, his friends aren't gonna come yeah. and there's no hope in the hospital. Right. So his only hope was Jesus. He knew that and he talked about it. He said at first service, I'm not sure if he went um, this way second service, but he, he talked about how scripture came back to him right, and, and how he remembered and recalled, um, you know, what our daily disciplines are supposed to do remind us of God's faithfulness and God's truth. Talked about Moses a lot and how Moses, you know, uh, totally relied on God to lead and then bring people out of slavery and into, you know, it was only in Christ or with God that Moses could have done that. Uh, It wasn't on his power. And our problem is that we have so many things that we can hold on to. We Mm. have so many things that we can be dependent on, even good things like hospitals and medicine and, you know, these other things that aren't bad. They're not bad. Very good. They're they're very good and helpful. And God uses those things to heal and to rescue and to save uh, our our, our physical bodies. Uh, But the thing is, is that the more we hold on to the good, the more we start holding on to some other things that aren't good and they make us comfortable. And so that's when we start arming ourselves with temporary things and we stop losing sight of the eternal things. So when storms come, we're like, shoot, I'm out of, I'm, 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 I'm out of practice, I'm, I'm not in shape. Yeah. And, and that's when storms get harder. We look at the water that comes on the boat and we lose sight of Jesus who's been mm-hmm. right next to us the entire time. Sleeping, and Mm -hmm. so I read. uh, I read these words from Jesus. This is in verse thirty-nine. He says, "Peace, be still." Other translation says, "Quiet." Um, That—that's him speaking to us. Mm -hmm. Be quiet. Mm -hmm. Have internal peace. Mm -hmm. You know, the storm may not go away. The storm may not suddenly change course but your heart can be still and know that he is God and that he is good, which is exactly what what, what you were saying, Ben. So I'm, I'm, I'm right there. I'm right there. That's, that's uh, what God is teaching me to do because I really love to run fast. I really like to do, 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 do. Um, but especially when stuff goes off course, he talked about that car too, right? Yeah. It yeah. <laughs> went off course. Um, that, that's when God shows up in amazing ways and reminds us that he's in control. Yeah. When the,
0: when the uh, Christian Jesus memes don't do it anymore. You (laughs) got to go in and through. (laughs) That's right.
1: Yeah, yeah, Well, I love uh, something he talked about too, acknowledging the enemy in all of this, because I think a lot of times, you know, my life circumstances or my own actions are problems enough, but I think about the way he spoke about the, the magnifying glass and how, you know, as far as it's not just focusing on the water that's coming in the boat, but even just the magnifying glass that makes small things, big things. And next thing you know, you're losing sleep or you're, you know, and I think for me, it's often tied to insecurities where just something small or, or a small circumstance ends up getting Tied to a, a larger uh, definition of who I am, or my worth, or stuff like that. And so, um, what does it look like for y'all as far as keeping little things little? And we mm-hmm. talked about this this concept of Jesus being in the boat and and spending time with Him to remind uh, you of that. But what about people that you know, just in your life, that may be forgetting that or just not really? I mean, it's hard to see when you're in <laughs> when you're in a storm. It's easier to talk about it now, but in the midst of it, just to kind of really cling to that that faith.
2: Yeah, this question that he asks them in verse forty: Why are you so afraid, and have you still no faith? So, digging into why we are afraid—what's deeper than our insecurities? You know, what are we really afraid of? If you start digging deep enough, you'll start maybe feeling: I'm, I, I don't want to be alone. Um, I, I don't. I don't believe that I have what it takes. Um, uh, what if others see me a certain way, and, and not the way that I want to be seen? And and when we really understand those deep internal fears that we have, uh, the more we, the more we, we can bring them to the surface and allow Jesus to speak to those fears Mm -hmm. and allow Jesus to say, Hey, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You were never alone. I'm with you. Um, we have purposes that, that greatly exceed what we can do here on earth, uh, in, in our own strength. And so, uh, we are more than conquerors, uh, those fears personally are are some of those things that if 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 I run on autopilot um, they'll start trickling in, but being connected to the vine, connecting to the source, making sure that i'm spending um, time seeing myself the way that jesus sees me that's what that's the fuel that keeps me going and and helps me run the race long term
0: yeah, and I think that um Keeping, keeping things that are important important and things that aren't aren't uh, is really a matter of, of, of purposing our hearts and our lives um, to please God um, rather than whatever else that we could be pleasing. And that's a, another cliche answer, yay. Uh, but it's also very true. Things become cliches because they have a lot that's of right. truth. That's right. Um, but I think for me, uh, remembering that my my purpose every day I wake up, regardless of what I put my hand to, is to please God, is to honor God, um, is to serve God in everything that I do, and that's those are easy statements. You know, those are those are memes. Those are daily Christian memes, right? <laughs> um, but man, if we really take that stuff into us, which I think is something that's become harder and harder for us in our culture, if we really do that. Um, then we can keep the main thing, the main thing. Uh, and I think mm-hmm. we're scared to do that because our identity is tied up in all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about folks that are, you know, not pastors like we are mm-hmm. and they're in the, they're in the marketplace all the time. They're, you know, on the front lines uh, connecting with people who aren't following Jesus primarily mm-hmm. more so than like we are, you know, and in uh it can be it can be difficult to do that but when we wake up on the day to day and we focus in on the truth of what the lord is teaching us in the word and we allow those things to change our minds to actually be transformed in any and every way that we need to be and then we go out as as we go doing our day to day we can, we can keep the main thing the main thing and actually bring Jesus with us. And as I always say, which is a Ben Kioski personal cliche, carry the torch of the gospel yeah. with us everywhere that we go. Um, it becomes easier. And I think uh, when we purpose ourselves that way, it's, it's, um, it's easy to not get lost in fear. Because the more we practice having the word of the Lord on our lips, having the name of Jesus in our conversations, Um, we become less worried about, you know, whether, oh, we messed up here and messed up there and I'm a terrible person and all that kind of stuff because we're living uh, in the grace of God. You know.
2: you know what I love about that, Ben, is uh, the verse right afterwards says that, and they were filled with great fear and said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Mm-hmm. So they went from mm-hmm. being afraid of the boat to then being afraid of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's the fear of the Lord, that's reverence. That's recognizing mm-hmm. that he is more powerful, that he is more mighty. And so that helps put things into perspective too. <laughs> Whenever you're like, well, I'm worried about these little things, but also, the living God, the one that who created the whole universe loves me mm-hmm. and wants me to act in this way, wants me to extend grace and forgiveness and redemption, wants me to love first. Yeah. You know, that, mm-hmm. that, that's, that, that's yeah, yeah, the yeah. fear that we should have. That's, that's healthy right. fear. Just, uh,
0: walking around fearing things that actually have no power mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and are submitted to the one that we should yeah. fear in a good way with reverence, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> you want to be scared of the possible circumstance or do you want to be reverent of the one who has control over the
1: circumstance? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I think he even touched on that in a cool way, even comparing two different responses to that fear and one that channels into almost like a legalistic side where you did right. to try to work yeah. to earn God's, you know, you try to manage that. And then the other side, just embracing the grace. I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts on just that, two, both of those responses to the fear of God and just how to continually stick to the grace side despite... Uh, the ever temptations to use God as a genie in a bottle.
0: Yeah, yeah, which is fun. Um, <laughs> I think <laughs> I'm, I'm just kind of reminded of the the, the fundamentalist, fundamentalist, you know, Billy Bob Christian stuff from where I grew up in northeast Texas area. You know, and every <laughs> restaurant, every restaurant you go to on Sunday, you know, every family unit is there praying before their meal. But you go on Monday. You go out for lunch on Monday and nobody's doing that mm. and you know this 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 sort of religious um, legalistic deal that I got to do whatever the program is wherever you live, whatever's the accepted program as a as a christian person you you do those things and then you in return you know get uh, you have to do some you know specific you know math equation in order to mm. get the the return that you want you know you see a lot of that stuff and uh, some of the prosperity gospel business. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, if I pray this way, if I dance this way, if I, if I give this way. If I, yeah, if I give this much at this yeah. time or to these people, um, you know, if I speak and act in this certain way, then I'm going to, Receive something from God, mm-hmm. and I think uh, not to toot my own horn, but that's one of the things that was on my heart yesterday. As we were, as I was leading worship, is that man, He's already done enough, and if we live in the reality that the that the gospel is enough, the cross mm-hmm. is enough, uh, the work is finished, then we live in that that yeah. that that finished redemptive mind mm-hmm. that is the as as the Wesleyans would say, the prevenient grace of God. Right, that is that is there out there for us on the day to day. You know, if you don't pray for your meal, it's probably not going to poison you to death. Yeah. You know, but you know, if you're somewhere where the f- food isn't cooked well, you might ask mm. to be protected. But that doesn't necessarily. It's not a rule, and I think that was kind of the gist of what uh, Patrick was trying to tell us: is like don't don't make dumb rules. You know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I was thinking about this this morning because uh Jesus said, you know, pray in this way. Uh, Jesus was was ousted for for his disciples not fasting. You know, the Pharisees were fasting and they had all these l- rules and and things that they were trying to do to to earn their way to God, and Jesus showed us a new way, which is come to me. <laughs> it's through Jesus. He is enough. He's done anything he's done more than anything that we could ever do for him. And then he does want us to obey and live differently and participate in fasting and in prayer and obedience. And, and I was thinking about it this morning and I think it's a simple, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. So you guys, the Conversations podcast, <laughs> bringing the, the, the rebuke and, and uh, uh, exhortation. But I, I really think it's, we do those things, we stop and we pray not in order to, but so that we can be empty inside mm. and so that we can pause and wait yeah. and and hear from God. That's it's right. us making room for yeah. God. So fasting is us not eating or not partaking in, in some normal thing that we do to leave room for God to speak and, and so that we can be more filled with Him. Um, he's already there, okay. uh, but it's just our awareness versus God seeing mm-hmm. us, well, you did it, buddy, well done. You know, that, that's focusing on the do what we right. do and we can't ever do enough. Uh, it's been done for us, but these disciplines, the spiritual disciplines exist so that we can be more aware of God's goodness. Um, and that's seasonal um, and, and it looks different as the spirit leads. And I think it is a life long process of getting that, you know, right and whatever it looks like in your day-to-day. Yeah. Uh, if the Lord says, hey, if the Lord's impressing on you, for example, right now to, hey, maybe take some extra time praying for somebody, uh, that may mean that this may be a good season or time or week or day yeah. for you to not eat so that you can... Pray for that person more and you will be more blessed afterwards. You personally will be more blessed, mm-hmm. you know, and and you totally leave up the results to God. So that's where prayers for healing come in. You may be dealing with a, an amazing miracle where God did deliver you and heal you from, from some illness. Well, that's all glory to God. You may also... You know, be mourning someone who just passed, or maybe dealing with an illness. All of that is to God's glory, and we trust Him because He's sovereign. And uh, at the same time, we 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 obey and we follow Him um, in in the day to day and the spiritual disciplines.
0: Yeah, you took my follow up. That's what I was going to talk about. So, <laughs> same page. Yeah, up. I mean, that's just agreeing a hundred percent. I mean, we got to put those things in the right place in our life. I think that we. You know, we we put those as the as the key to unlock some yeah. something, rather than you know the disciplines and prayer and all that kind of stuff is 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 us leaving space, like you said, and and it's for us so that it's not for, it's not those things are not for God, they're for us. They're things He's provided for us so that we can hear Him, so that we can be close to Him, so that we can you know get rid of ourselves and actually. Hear what's going on and uh, and move forward. So I agree with that. <laughs> I mean, I, I've
2: I've grown an appreciation for our Sunday gathering more and more um, these last few. Uh, years because it's been in those times where I feel reminded. I'm reminded of God's goodness and how big God is when mm-hmm. we're worshiping, um, when we hear the word preached, mm-hmm. yeah, especially when I'm not preaching because I can actually listen yeah. to, to God's word um, that 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 morning. But that's when that's when God reminds us that He's already there. He's in the boat. He's in the yeah. boat. Are we focusing on the water or are we focusing on the one that's totally? controlling everything. All right.
0: Hey, thanks everybody for listening to the Conversations podcast. If you have any questions that you want us to answer on the podcast, you can email us conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast. Thanks for being here again, everybody. It was awesome. That's it for this version of the podcast. We will see you guys next time.